welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan Klein. And I'm Sergio. And this is the first episode of our second month of the podcast. It's already been two months. Woohoo! Well, you didn't month. think we could do it, but we did. We did. We proved you wrong. You played yourself. <laughs> this is the first episode of our super special October Halloween month where we're exploring the first films by directors who aren't really known for horror. And we started with the best of the best, Steven Spielberg. That's debatable. How is it debatable? Because I think the best of the best is somebody who's not Steven Spielberg. Who is it? Granted, I do think the man is great. The man's a legend. Don't get me wrong. But the best of the best is Scorsese. <laughs> Name one Scorsese movie that you've liked. Chinatown. I don't think that was him. But yeah, Chinatown was Roman Polanski. Oh. So he's the best of the best. Yeah. Not anymore. He was great. Um, anyway. Ignoring okay. that whole deal. Yep. Okay. Again, I'm going to apologize if you hear a slight hum in the background, depending on the quality of your audio speakers. Um, it's still hella hot in here, so I have the AC on. Sorry, but not sorry. Why don't we jump into the discussion of Duel, Sergio? I really want to hear what you have to say about it. As always, I'm going to read the plot, and there will be spoilers in our discussion. David Mann, a mild-mannered electronic salesman, is driving cross-country on a two-lane highway when he encounters an old oil tanker driven by an unseen driver who seems to enjoy annoying him with dangerous antics on the road. He's kind of like Sergio. I don't annoy you on the road. You annoy me everywhere else. Not the road. The road's a sacred place. Okay, that's true. Unable to escape the demonic big rig, David finds himself in a dangerous game of cat and mouse with the monstrous truck. When the pursuit escalates to deadly levels, David must summon his inner warrior and turn the tables on his tormentor. So, I'm going to start the discussion by asking you a question, Sergio. Did you know that this movie was a TV movie? I didn't. Yeah, I think it definitely does not betray that because... It was shot in right around two weeks, which is an insane amount of time for the how good this movie looks. Mm-hmm. Like I think it looks like way too professional to be what it is, and especially considering it's his first real feature of any capacity. I mean, there's like this mythical one that he did as a kid, but no one's ever seen it. Oh, so it was a TV movie? Yeah, it was. Oh well, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just thought you were giving me like a like a hypothetical situation. No, no, it's true. Okay. Um, but yeah, as always, uh, we rate, what did Shannon say? She said a five point Likert scale. Um, so we're going to rate the movie one to five on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. So Sergio, what was your scariness score for Duel? All right. I give it three flat tires. Oh God. Okay. I guess it was kind of scary. There were parts where I was like, okay, this is, this is reminiscent of the time, you know, there's like this nameless killer coming after me. Um, this could be anyone in America, like on the highway to a business deal. That's what he was doing, right? Oh, uh, yeah, he was, like, doing some sort of bus- business appointment. It's like some account transactions or whatnot. I don't know. Um, business, business, closing He never deals. got around to it, so I guess it wasn't that important. Uh, but uh, it was kind of scary. I mean, his life was in danger. There was snakes at some point. Yeah, that, that, that will always ratchet up the scariness score mm-hmm. for me. I assume uh, that if the movie were done today, it'd be a lot more scarier. But then again, like, this was a TV movie, so I don't know. What would it have done today that would have made it scarier? I guess maybe like invest in a better score. <laughs> okay, you are a score guy. Well, I mean, this, it was just bad, you know. It was very psycho-y. Uh, well, okay, I don't know the most about Steven Spielberg history. You'll have to ask my friend Hunter about that. But this is definitely not John Williams scoring yeah, this not. movie. I don't know at what point they like met or first started working together, mm-hmm. but not on Duel. 
and actually for most of the first act there wasn't any score and when the score finally showed up you're right it was kind of just lackluster yeah it didn't ruin anything for me though maybe like the pace could have been up a little bit i thought it kind of dragged at some parts yeah i agree i think that's a, a problem endemic to a lot of tv movies mm-hmm. that that's the only place where this movie actually like does betray the fact that it's a tv movie there's a lot of scenes that feel or there's a lot of moments that feel like wow this is going on kind of long it just yep. felt uh a little padding but that's also kind of how the 70s worked but i'm gonna agree with you i'm giving it three out of five screams flat tires i'm a great uh writer and my you have to personalize it brennan screams is canon sergio that's how we work flat tires okay um what's I mean, scarier than three flat tires can you imagine being on the road and having three flat tires on your car i mean it's better than uh having a giant truck chasing me i don't know about that he was able to escape because he had four full regular inflated tires. Okay. If he had the three flat tires, Brennan, he would have died. This one would have been a lot shorter and I probably would have liked it more. <laughs> okay. Well, um, yeah, like you were saying, um, you'd never see the driver of Duel. Yep. Um, nope. Whatever the truck is called. I'm going to call him Mr. Duel. It's the classic The Shape. That's what Michael Myers was called in Halloween, which came out after this, actually. But it's this faceless evil you don't know why it exists or what its motivations are. It's just evil and it wants to kill you mm-hmm. and it's inhuman. If he'd shown an actual driver other than just like that hand that sticks out sometimes to wave him on, mm-hmm. um, it would have been a lot less scary. So I'm glad they never revealed anything. And actually in the end, spoiler territory, when the truck falls off a cliff and basically explodes, um, you see blood on the steering wheel. that's dripping, but you never see a dead body. And I like to think, because it's the truck's blood that's dripping. Like, the truck has been destroyed, and that was the villain all along. There, you're giving me a look that could kill a lesser man, but that is not me. Fred and Klein, professional movie reviewer. I mean, yeah, trucks leak blood all the time. Sergio doesn't believe in metaphors. I don't. Anyway. When have you seen a car leak blood? Well, that, it's a movie. It's a metaphor. It was a made-for-TV movie. So? When has Steven Spielberg ever made his machines leak blood? Did you see Transformers? That was Michael Bay. I'm sorry for bringing that up. Uh Uh-huh. Did you see... I don't know. What what has he done? Jurassic Park? Indiana Jones? Did any of those cars leak blood? Oh, my God. I'm not saying it's the truck's actual blood, but it just represents that the truck is dead. And the dude isn't important. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got sidetracked. We can edit this out in post. I got it. Okay. What's your camping this score, Sergio? Um, I gave it one. Yeah? Just nothing to say about yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there was, I guess, some funny moments, but I don't think they were intentionally funny. Like well, the that's lady what camping w- is. It. I mean, camping this can be either. Like the lady with the snakes and how they kept destroying the snakes, and she was just so, so saddened by that. Yeah, I liked her. I actually, I'm giving it two out of five partially because of her. She mm-hmm. reminded me a lot of the log lady from Twin Peaks. She's a lady who carries around this little log, and it's basically, like, her best friend. But yeah, there, there's all these, like, inner monologues that he has that are kind of, like, intrusive and a little silly that I'm not a huge fan of. Um, it's much better when he's actually talking to himself because the actor, Dennis Weaver, is good at doing that. He was really good. There's a great part where he knocks a sandwich out of a guy's hand at a bar because he thinks he's the, the, the dueler, the trucker. Yep. And the guy just gets super mad, and I totally related to him in that moment. Like, he, I want to see a spinoff of this guy. Like, this is his own dual story. It's like him versus crazy sandwich man. No? I would pay to see that. Yeah, I'd see it too. You could star as a sandwich man. Like, when anyone tries to take food out of your mouth, you're like, I'm going to kill you. And you're firstborn. 
I'm like Rumpelstiltskin that way. Okay, so what do you give it for effects, Sergio? For effects, I gave it two. I one up to my campaign score to two. Okay. I mean, no, I mean, my campaign score is still one, but I, I improved. Never mind. The effects score, I gave it a two, <laughs> Brennan. That's what I'm doing. Fantastic. Two, two regular tires. Oh, it wasn't much in the way of effects. It was a pretty good movie done on like a low budget in America's great, I don't know, Route 66. I don't think that's Route 66. Well, I don't know. What would you call it? America's Great Highways? America's Great well, Highways. California, like up in the desert. I don't know. America's Great Highways? Okay. It, I, I guess it doesn't matter. What would you say? I don't know. The highway. Okay. I wouldn't be so flamboyant about it. All right. Just highways. Brendan hates America. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to give it a three out of five on FX. Um, I think that for what they had to work with, they pulled it off really well. There are a whole bunch of shots where like, you can see Dennis Weaver in the front of the car and the truck like nudging the car. And I'm like, that's not a stunt double. That's just him. And I'm terrified because you can see everything going on in the same frame. Mm-hmm. And I think the way that they uh, achieved that is something that I can't even understand, especially on the, the time limit and the budget that they had, which is yeah. something I would keep bringing up, which I think should actually bring us into quality. Uh, what's your quality score? Um, I gave the film a quality score of four. I gave it my own personal rating of like a, a, a three or a six out of ten or whatever you want to say. Oh, so this is like a Dracula situation? Yeah, sure. Where you're like, for the time. Yeah. No, because like you said, I liked what they did with what they had, okay? They made a really good film. I just couldn't – I just found myself bored by it. I mean, I'm not a big car person. Maybe in the 70s, that would have been different. You know, people were scared of cars back in the day. What? With, you no, know, that guy. He has peanuts. Jimmy what? Carter. He the was peanut afraid farmer. of cars? No, but like under his reign as president, <laughs> gas went up high and people were scared of cars. Was that in the 70s? That was in the 70s. Well, I guess. Or maybe I'm early 80s. I'm looking Jimmy Carter. Yeah. I'm looking him up. I, I guess I'd. That period in American presidents gets a little foggy for me, so very well could be. But I feel like he was in the early 90s, but maybe I'm super Jimmy wrong. Carter? I'm guessing. Okay, not. Bill Clinton, 92 to 2000. Reagan was 92 from six years before 80, Did 90. Bill Clinton take over for Reagan? Uh, oh, no, scratch that. It wasn't Clinton. It was Bush. Bush was 92, 88 oh, to 92. And then Reagan was all 80s. So then Jimmy Carter was logically in the okay, late 70s. Okay, I guess you're right. I think History brought to you by me. I know. I think as a kid, I knew that Jimmy Carter was before my time, and before my time meant the early 90s because I had a very small frame of reference. Mm-hmm. So that's where that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. I'm a moron. Um, okay. So again, people were scared of cars because of the high gas prices. Henpecked by the OPEC, Jimmy Carter. Okay. I. That's interesting. Um I like how you don't like my truck blood metaphor, but you love your crazy gas price metaphor. What do you mean? That's not a crazy. People are afraid of cars. Why were they? They were afraid of like the economy. And cars are reflective of that. Okay. What is the American economy if not the American automobile? That's um, what we are known for at making. Hamburgers and grapes. Grapes, we really? We make cotton. Cotton? Yeah. We've outsourced all like clothing manufacturers across seas. Well, look, check our, out your label. Our running. auto industry has died. Anyway, um, not in the seventies though. We were afraid of it dying. Okay, I'm just talking out of my butt now, anyway. and I said butt to keep it G-rated. Perfect. So you can use this. Oh, thank you. 
I'm not talking about my butt. Okay. <laughs> okay. I actually had the same score. I'm giving it a three out of five for personal quality, but a four out of five just considering like everything that he had to work with. Like he made a fantastic film with the resources that were available to him. This film was adapted from a Richard Matheson short story, and I love Richard Matheson. Yes, but, you do. Mm-hmm. But like most films adapted from short stories, there's a little too much extra. Like, there's just not enough in the short story to make it a feature-length film. Like, So you've read the story? Uh, yes, I've read, I've read the story that Duel is based on. It's short. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's just like the parts that are tense and great are really incredible, but there are parts where it's just kind of like, wow, we've been driving for a long time. Yeah. But um, I think this movie is a precursor to a lot of movies that I really love. Like uh, Road Games in 1981, it's a Richard Franklin movie. It's from Australia, and Stacey Keach and Jamie Lee Curtis are in it, and it's so good. And The Hitcher, which is incredible. And just a lot of, like, it's, like, kind of a quintessentially American thing, I guess. Like, we have so much empty space and so much highway. and So many cars. Yeah, I mean, pretty much everyone's made a road trip at some point in their lives, and just the fact that, like, Not me. I'm sorry. It, okay. They're horrible. They sound like fun. They make so many movies about them. Yeah, the like Duel. And Duel. <laughs> anyway, um, just the fact, like, you can be so alone out here, like, when you're in between the metropolitan areas. And just if if that arbitrary, like, awfulness creeps into your life, there's nothing you can do about it. And I think nope. that's terrifying. See, was that movie, um, like, One Missed Call, Stranger? When a Stranger Calls, uh, was that kind of like a, was this movie a precursor to that? With, like, the nameless villain, the faceless villain. Uh, when a Stranger Calls, the villain was actually very much explored in that movie. So I don't know. What's the other one? When a Stranger Calls versus what? The babysitter one. That is the babysitter one. Halloween? No, oh, never mind. I guess I'm wrong. I'm sorry. It's like with Camilla Bell. It's the one that she... Uh, That's the remake of When a Stranger Calls. Okay, never mind then. I guess in the remake it wasn't explored, so I just assumed in the original it wasn't. Oh, no. The the original is basically all about the villain, and it kind of sucks. Okay. It's really boring. Oh, well. I'm a little nervous about presenting this idea because you shot down my awesome truck blood idea. Listen, that was just me but, hating, okay? Yeah, you're just jealous. Always. Um, But I do think that this movie has a very strong undertone about American masculinity, because there's a lot of, um, there are two jokes made in the first act about like, oh, my wife's the head of the family. Like, I'm not a man anymore. Like, she's got my balls in her purse and just like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's one made on the radio and then he makes one uh, at some point. And I don't think it's a coincidence that his last name is Man. That name represents that he's an everyman, but also literally in the sense that he is a man. Like, he represents manhood. Mm-hmm. Because they've, like in the 70s, like with women's lib and stuff like that. I feel like they were feeling very uh, cornered and trapped and like him facing this fear and finally like conquering it was part of him like regaining his manhood and feeling like a hero. I don't know. That's just something that I feel like is kind of strong in there. It's not necessarily something I agree with as a concept. I don't know. I like that theory more than mine about people hating Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. (laughs) No, I like that you brought history into it because horror films always – like reflect the fears of their time. I mean, that's true, but I don't know like anything about Jimmy Carter's presidency, like from what year to what year he was president. The Iran. I know it was in the seventies and I know people History. got high gas prices. I know that was an effect or Peanuts. a byproduct of his. 
presidency, but I just wanted to bring up something. But yours is yours is better. I'm sorry. You know, man. Hey, man. So here, I want to ask a question. Do you think this movie is a horror movie? I feel like with a bigger budget, it could have been. Yeah, like I, I agree. Um, it's very much in the Steven Spielberg thriller vein, but I, I Has don't. Has he done a lot of thrillers? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's like all he made before Schindler's List. Oh yeah, like Jaws and stuff. Yeah, yeah right. I'm good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, let's let's move on to champion dialogue, shall we? All right. What what's your champion dialogue, Sergio? All right. So Mr. Man here is at a cafe. And there's this lady who's asking him for his order, and he just orders a sandwich, a cheese sandwich of all things. Disgusting. And it looks disgusting. Five out of five scariness. Yeah, he's like, why don't you just give me a cheese sandwich, Swiss cheese on rye, R-Y-E. Swiss cheese on rye, and then that's it. That's all he eats is a cheese sandwich. What I hate about that line is that he spells out rye. Like, does he not think the waitress knows what rye is? Well, this is America, Brennan. He knows America schools are failing us all. Well, yeah, but look, if America's schools are failing us, if he spelled it, she'd be even more confused, right? Well, I just I just don't see how spelling it clarifies the situation at all. It's like, I would like a Swiss cheese sandwich on wheat. W-H-E-A-T. Does that make it better? I guess not. No, you're right. It does not. I don't know. I just I hate him in that scene. He's ordering the grossest thing ever created by mankind. Mm-hmm. And he has... You've ordered cheese sandwiches before. I've never ordered a cheese sandwich. Really? Never in my life. What about a grilled cheese? No, I hate grilled cheese. You do? It's kind of gross. I never knew that. It's too much. It's too much what? Cheese. But you like pizza. Yeah, but and calzone. Pizza's not served on slices of bread. Okay, continue. Anyway, uh, my champion dialogue is not great because there's not a lot of dialogue in the film, and you took the best one. Um, but it is this. I gave you the rope. Why don't you take it? That's what he says when the truck has just passed him, mm-hmm. and um, it suddenly slows down in front of him very early on. And I just kind of like the precision of that line. Like, it has that, like, antithesis between two words. I just, like, literally from a writing standpoint, I like the line. But mm-hmm. it's that's all I had. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Normally, this is where we'd check in with, like, what we're learning about the genre. But we're doing, like, a special October situation. So let's talk about where this movie stands in the, like, filmography of Steven Spielberg. Because... In our previous episode, you said he's one of your favorite directors. So did like, I really say that? You did. I feel like I, I just like I feel like I went against that credo just earlier this episode. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where you're coming from. You're flip flopping. You're like, politician. I'm sorry. Topical humor. I apologize, just like any politician would. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not have a good time watching this movie. Who was I? You were Bill Clinton. Good job. All right, so uh, where does it stand with the rest of Spielberg's stuff? I mean, it's better than Smash. Smash? Smash. Well, he didn't direct Smash. I mean, he was the driving force behind it. He gave us Catherine McPhee. I mean, I kind of loved Smash, but you're right, Catherine. He, he should not have brought us Catherine McPhee. Oh, you know, if she had starred in Duel, that would have been a very incredibly interesting slash terrible movie. All right, let me let me see if I could be dual as Catherine McPhee. Swiss cheese on rye, R Y E. Oh. I guess you would have sung it, huh? Yeah. I was just trying to be bland and like stoic because that's how she delivered most of her lines. That's true. You know, she played a waitress in Scorpion, that show that is somehow still on the air. People like scorpions. Is that what? Is that what it's about? It is not about scorpion. Yeah, Catherine McPhee as uh. Scorpy McGillicuddy, 
a lonely scorpion farmer looking for love. No, it's about like autistic people like trying to save the world or something. Really? Yeah, but she's like a waitress and everyone else is really smart. And she's like, why don't we land a plane on this ice cream truck? And everyone's like, okay, Catherine McPhee. And they pat her on the head and then she goes to be a waitress somewhere. Is that what the show is about? Well, not everyone's autistic. They're just like super smart genius kids. Mm. And like her son's autistic and he like is cool with them. They're not kids, they're adults. Uh-huh. And one of them is from American Pie. Um, and he has Jason hats. Biggs? No, uh, Finch? Finch is the character's name. Wow, I haven't seen him in forever. Yeah, he's on Scorpion now. Check it out. It's on a channel at a time. Is it on Netflix? No, I don't know. It's not good. I watched the first episode and it was a mess. It's like Big Bang Theory, but like if they they like were Jack Bowering all over the place. Why'd you Why'd you watch it? Because. I, d- I honestly don't remember at this point. I think my dad and I turned it on to make fun of it. Oh, I thought you caught the McFever. All right. Um. But Smat. Anyway, Steven Spielberg movies. Let's limit it to movies that he directed. It's on par with some of his other stuff, I would say. I mean, it's no Jurassic Park. I'm not you yeah. know going to dish out 20 bucks to go see this in 3D on, at, the, at the big screen. But uh-huh. I would, you know see this at the movieplex if it was playing okay released first time we actually haven't seen a spielberg movie in a while i haven't i didn't see yeah. lincoln you didn't catch the bfg i didn't catch the bfg i'm sorry i still want to work with you steven spielberg though if you're hiring like an intern who semi likes your stuff <laughs> you don't like indiana jones have you seen indiana jones i haven't seen indiana oh, jones no, i gotta fix that i saw the south park episode where they made fun of it oh that's basically the same thing you've seen it yeah who showed it to you I don't know. I've seen it. I've seen some stuff before. It was you. All right. All right. Thank you. You were sleepwalking. <laughs> okay. And um, what would you say about this movie and its relation to the rest of Steven's filmography? Um, I think that it shows his capability, like helming a feature film. And it very much shows that he was um, able to make something the likes of Jaws, which he made, I think, only three years later. Um, and it's a much bigger movie, obviously. Bruce. Yes. I think Jurassic Park is his magnum opus, probably. I love that movie so much. But, and this movie is nowhere near that. I mean, he obviously had so many more years to learn about what he was doing. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, and get a budget. Yeah. I think in terms of crafting tension, he was doing a good job. There's a lot of quick cuts, and you get to, you're get you watching everything about this car. You're looking at the speedometer. You're looking at the heating gauge. He's like... Yeah. It very much captures, like, being in that moment. I'm not sure there are a lot of images that are, uh, like, indelibly crafted. Like, th- that's a beautiful shot. But I think that it's, uh, like, a very has a very driving force to it. Mm-hmm. That's I thought good. some of the more beautiful shots were the ones that had lens flares. Oh, uh, yeah. He did have some nice lens flares going on. You know, so. it was nice to see a lens flare done by someone who wasn't, I guess. Uh, fetishizing it, yeah. like J.J. Abrams. Yep. Yeah, we just watched. I just watched the new Star. Sergio just showed me the 2009 Star Trek movie for the first time, and I thought people were kidding about that goddamn lens flare. <laughs> um, just wait till you see Into the Darkness, or Into Darkness. I I'd be okay if I never saw that movie. But Benedict Cumberbatch. So you have why to does see the role. Benedict Cumberbatch. You have to see the role that got him to be Doctor Strange. Are you sure it's that? I mean, I'm like going to put a trivia. I'm going to put a trivia in like the movie. Like this was the role that convinced <laughs> okay. Disney for Dr. Strange. Sure. 
I mean, nobody ever fact checks those trivias. Oh, that's absolutely true. But you would be lost in the noise of all the fanboys going, well, actually, in Star Trek The Next Generation, episode 1.09, uh, Return of the Wrath of Khan, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch played a uh, triple and... <laughs> So there is no You're way of so many of our listeners right now. Shannon is just like keeling over <laughs> in her grave. Anyway, um, have, have, it, have everybody out there. Have you seen duel? Do you have opinions or on star it? Trek? Nope. Do you agree with me and Sergio? Uh, do you have anything you want to just talk to us about? Just like float on by us. Um, what's your favorite Steven Spielberg movie? You can contact us on Twitter. What is your favorite Spielberg movie? Oh, Jurassic you already Park, said Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah. Same. Okay, cool. Woo! Great combo. I love Schindler's List, though. That's cool. I haven't seen it. It was a fun time. I have to show it to you. Yeah, before summer. That was one of our movies that I have to show to you. Yeah, Sergio um, has has like this list of five depressing movies that he wants to show me before summer's over. We'll make him a better man. Almost out. We've already seen Less Caution, Brokeback Mountain, two movies by Ang Lee, The Lives of Others, and The Lives of Others. He enjoyed all three. I mean. Two or three. Which one did you not like? Did I you not like? I didn't really like Les Caution that much. Why? It was... I, I didn't believe in the love story. I <sighs> wanted I wanted him to die. But he didn't. Spoilers. Okay, so... Well, I mean, you spoiled that. You were like, I wanted him to die, which implied that he didn't. Well, maybe I fell asleep before the end, you which never, I never do. You never unless do. Unless it's Oz the Great and Powerful. Anyway, sorry. You can contact us on Twitter at Scream101Pod, on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. You can find it, you can email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review us. Give us five stars, or else we'll run you down on the highway. And remember about my deal with the ice cream, Brennan. We have to land the plane on the ice cream truck, like Catherine McPhee says? What? No, like I have a thing where it's like if you give us a five star rating and you give oh, me yeah. proof. Oh, that's still that's still going on apparently. Do yeah. that. I'll give you some ice cream. And as always, this has been a production. Of or I'll eat ice cream in your honor. Uh huh. As always, this has been a production of Cupholder Radio, produced by Brennan Klein. You're welcome. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, next week we will be watching the first feature film from the director of Star Gar- Wars. From the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, that's James Gunn, whose name you might know if you're a Marvel file, but otherwise, maybe not. But his first film starred Nathan Fillion, Elizabeth Banks, Pam from The Office, and it's called Slither, and we're going to watch it, and it's going to be awesome. Alrighty. All right. Um, I'm actually really excited to show that one to you. Um, I've heard good things. It came out like in the late 2000s, right? Yeah, 2007 everybody for listening we've had a great time i we hope, totally have hope you enjoyed duel uh tune in next week for slither bye everybody bye-bye good luck on your journey stay gold beautiful people okay good night Oh my god. Why don't we jump into the discussion of Duel, Sergio? I really want to hear what you have to say about it. Um, I don't know if I'm the best person to begin this. Don't you have to give a summary of what the movie's about? Well, I know. I was just saying, like, why don't we do it? I don't know. I do what? 
No, you don't have to do anything. Just okay. Just let me. Uh, what I'll do you want me to the, do? Do you I'll want me to talk the about the movie? No. I'll talk about the movie. Okay. Oh okay. It's about cars. They come to life, figuratively. They have a great time. Life is a highway. I'm gonna ride all night long. Okay. Um. No. The movie's about some dude. No. no I'll, I'll. I'll do. The, I was just. It was just a rhetorical question. Okay. Was it really? Read, yeah. Oh. I wasn't asking you to do anything. Okay. I'm just gonna Want read the plot. No, thank you. All right. Um. Here we go. I can hear your gross mouth moving in your microphone. Can you hear what I was saying? What are you doing? I'm going to write it all night long, right? Yeah. Life is a highway. What would a, what would it <clears throat> have done? I'm sorry. Am I supposed to say something? No. I just ran out of steam really fast. Okay. Uh, oh I don't know why you're mad at me. I think you know. I don't. You brought me on for controversy to snatch weaves. Well, I had no idea how much controversy. <laughs> to snatch weaves and what else do people do? Spill tea. This episode was brought to you by Cupholder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. Get out. The podcast is coming from inside the house. Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there! Buckets of blood and human excrement? Pour upon me! Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah! Then you should check out the Gore Gab Podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. Hello! You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gore Gab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.